You are listening to the Emerge Shift Podcast. On today's episode, we are talking all things fashion with creative director Molly Elizabeth. On today's episode, I had the great opportunity to interview fashion stylist and creative director Molly Elizabeth. Molly Elizabeth is currently based in Los Angeles, balancing her many roles as a creative director and celebrity stylist. Her clients include the world's top music and entertainment industry professionals, ranging from the chain smokers and NOTD. Molly is a recent graduate of the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising with a major in fashion design. She has worked as a designer for well-known brands, including Revolve and most recently Paige Denim. In addition, Molly is the lead designer for her brand, Belle Devoir. She has been praised by industry mentors like Tim Gunn as the style expert of this generation, easily balancing the perfect look for anyone. Molly is currently accepting new clients. Tune in to hear exactly how she got started and her journey in fashion. Please stay tuned to the end to hear what's next for Molly with her new agency she's creating. This episode is really good for kid entrepreneurs that are interested in getting started in fashion. You will get the opportunity to hear how she got started at the young age of 15. So please, let's take a listen. Hello, everyone, and please welcome to the Emerge Shift Podcast. We are equipping emergent entrepreneurs with tools and resources to help them in their business. On today's podcast episode, we are joined by the fashion stylist and creative director, Molly Elizabeth. Thank you, Molly, for joining us today on Emerge Shift Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about everything. (laughs) Can you share a little bit with us about your business? And I also saw that you were interested in fashion at the age of 15. What made you be so interested in fashion? It's such a So when I was 15, I decided to start sewing my own fashion lines out of nowhere, pretty much. I I don't know. I just thought thought it would be cool to do it as a hobby. And then about a couple months later, I lived in Omaha at the time for about two years so um, there it was actually an Omaha Fashion Week, which is kind of like weird sounding because a lot of times people don't think of Omaha being like a fashion <laughs> place at all. But um, it was super cool because, yeah, they had a fashion week and there was one other kid um, that was like 17 at the time doing it. And she had been doing it since she was like 14. And I was like, wow, this is really cool that someone else is doing it. I didn't think someone else young, you know, would be able to do something like this So seeing that. Um, inspired me to actually like make it more of a career than a hobby and then that year I applied and I only had sewn like two dresses at the time so I was brand new to it so I kind of applied without like much practice but I just threw myself into it and then I did um, Omaha Fashion Week, Kansas City and Vancouver Fashion Week and then that year I just spent my like literal every second I had just focusing on learning everything I could about sewing and fashion design and building a fashion brand and then the following year I got to showcase at New York and LA Fashion Week so it started so quickly but I just made it like my entire life and made it my main focus and that's kind of where it all started at like a young age so yeah oh wow that's amazing 
when you say that about Omaha Fashion Week, we mm -hmm. have Memphis Fashion Week here. So sometimes yeah, people are cool. like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, but we have Memphis Fashion Week and we also have a, um, they also feature young designers. They, I think that's they, call, so they cool. call it emerging designers. Okay. So okay, they get the nice. opportunity to get featured in Memphis Fashion Week. Yeah, now they have a whole day at Omaha Fashion Week just dedicated to student designers. So it's funny. Now they have like 20 a year do it when at the time it was like not something, you know, it's cool now that it's like actually like they have a whole day dedicated to right. helping these students. And, you know, because right. there are a lot of people that like do sewing and fashion design as a hobby, mm -hmm. but it's cool kind of getting to do it as a career. And I think, you know, even if you don't end up making it like, you know, your full-time job when you're older, but just having that on your college, you know, application or something is really cool and it helps you stand out a ton. Right. That's absolutely yeah. true. Um, and I also saw your brand, so I'm not really good with words. So can you pronounce yeah. the name of your brand and yes. share with us a little bit about that? So my fashion brand is called Belle Devoir, and that's the label I've kind of designed under for the last couple of years. And I've done a lot less focus on fashion weeks and more focus on like manufacturing and developing my line into like an e-commerce brand versus, you know, just sitting there on my machine making designs myself. So kind of doing it more from a hobby to like an actual business that I can grow and expand. So Belle Devoir is mainly streetwear, um, women's wear clothes, very edgy LA, New York lifestyle, um, but still very classic and sophisticated. And I usually come out with a capsule collection every season. Um, and lately I've also really gotten into styling. So when I moved to LA, I never really thought of it as something I wanted to do, but I guess as a fashion designer, people automatically thought I was a stylist. So they'd be like, could you style this music video? Like I would get approached from people and I'd be like, well, I guess so. So I kind of jumped into that without knowing anything about styling. And that almost has become more of my career than fashion design now. So it's kind of funny how I accidentally jumped into that world. <laughs> <laughs> so can you share um, a little bit with us about the videos that you've helped style? Yeah, so I've started out doing um, some smaller videos, working with friends who were photographers. And then from there, I met a lot of really good connections and this past let's see, last March, so almost a year ago, I got to creative direct and style a Chainsmokers music video, which was really, really cool. So, and that just came from, you know, doing other small projects and meeting people. And then they like to give a lot of small artists a chance. Um, so that was really cool to get that opportunity. And I worked with a videographer on that and kind of planning everything out with him. And then from there, I've done a lot more music videos just because I've like realized, oh, this is kind of my passion. It's, you know, something I like maybe even more than fashion design, which is kind of cool. So I just did, um, let's see, like six music videos over the past summer, which was really fun. And I got to also style this guy group. They're emerging in the US, but they're pretty big in Sweden now called NOTD. They're like a DJ group. So I got to style their whole tour which was a lot of work because it was like, you know, 30 tour dates and there were two guys. So that was a lot different than doing like one project because there were so many outfits and you're really creating an image rather than just, you know, styling for one video. So, yeah. Wow. Can you share with us like the Chinese smoke was this like, wow. How was that? That was really cool because it was honestly one of my first music video styling projects. 
Um, I did, had done a couple before, but it was kind of funny because I feel like I got to start out with something so big. Um, so yeah, I met a videographer and he needed some help with um, some of the like creative direction. And then from there, um, I helped him with kind of all the, how the video was going to flow, what the different scenes were, what the creative ideas we could come up with were to kind of portray the message of the song. And then from there, for each scene, I styled all the outfits and we actually only had like a day to prep the whole thing. So, oh, wow. <laughs> and it was a very, like, even though it was them, it was a very, like, small budget, like, just me and him. So it was kind of cool because we had to make it look very professional for, you know, a budget that was not, not that up there just because, you know, we were small artists trying to get our start, too. Wow. So. <laughs> and I see that you were um, on Project Runway Junior. Can you share with yeah, us that yeah. opportunity? So about a year after getting into fashion design, um, there's a fabric company called Mood Fabrics, and they work a lot with Project Runway, but pretty much I feel like every home sewer knows about Mood Fabrics and, you know, is a fan of them. So I followed them on Instagram, and I saw they were promoting a new show called Project Runway Junior, um, and it was for people my age at the time. I think it was like 13 to 18 or 13 to 17. And I was like, this is such a cool opportunity. So I applied and I got to the final round the first year and they selected like 14 of us and then they decided they only wanted 12. So they cut me off the first season. And then, so they're like, sorry, like um, we just don't have enough room for you this season, but like keep trying. Like next year, we want to see you. We'll, you know, put you past the first round of auditions. You can go straight to this. Like we want you. So then the fall, so I worked that year so much on designing, but in the back of my mind, that's kind of all I was working towards because I really, really wanted to do it. And a lot of my friends I auditioned with got on. So it was like, oh my God, I really want to do this. So then season two came around. Um, I think I contacted the casting company again, like months and months before they were even casting and they put me through to the end round. I flew back to LA, got had to do an audition at FITM, the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising, and they called me and they said, you're on this season, so that was really cool, so it was kind of interesting, because the first year I didn't get on, but I kept working, and the second year I got on, and now I'm really thankful that I got on the second season, because I definitely learned so much more, which I think helped me a lot, and I got all the way to the finale um, on the show, so it was, you know, an intense experience, and I definitely am a person that does get overwhelmed easily, so I'm very organized, and on the show, you kind of have to, like, be okay with your life being a mess and being crazy and having no time to do anything perfectly. So it was definitely different for me because that's not really the way I work, but it was like the best experience I ever had for sure. So, wow. but it was, it was long work days and it was the most intense thing I've ever done for sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sounds like a, a great experience. Um, with you starting your um, your journey in fashion at such a young age, what tips could you share with someone that is in high school thinking about kind of ready to major in fashion design? Totally. I would say if you want to do maybe fashion design specifically, I would honestly try to find the closest fashion week to you and apply even if you're not that good yet and you need a lot more practice. See if they have a student, you know, showcase or just apply with your best work and, you know, really be confident in yourself and put a lot of time into it. And you can probably do a lot more than you think you can. 
if you want to get into something like fashion merchandising or something more on the business side of things, I would try to start doing some freelance projects even in high school, contact some local boutiques, see if you can work with them and help them maybe with you know their social media, help them with their storefront, with their windows. I feel like there's so much that you can do at a young age that, you know, you don't think people will put the faith in you. But I feel like if you show them that, you know, here, I'm passionate about this project, I don't have a lot of experience, but maybe you even do something for free in exchange for using it as your portfolio. Um, you know, because Fashion Week, you don't get paid to do, you do have to put all your time and money into it. But I think, you know, doing those things when you're in high school, and you don't have to pay rent, and you don't have to live on your own it's a good time, you know, to be able to do stuff like that to build your portfolio. That is so true because being out on your own and an entrepreneur is a challenge within itself. <laughs> yes, yes. So when you live at home and you're in high school and, you know, you don't have to support yourself, I would take advantage of doing things for free and learning and getting your name out there for sure. Mm -hmm. Speaking of hassles, work, as you know, it, working with, with clients can mm -hmm. be challenging and getting opportunities and as an entrepreneur can be a hassle. Can you share with us a time you turned a no into a yes? Yes, for sure. Well, I will agree with you on that, that there are so many, you know, scary scenarios when working freelance, especially, you know, trying to get your message across and working with, you know, a bunch of different people. But actually my first season on Omaha Fashion Week, um, I actually applied for another local fashion week and they told me that they weren't really interested because they thought I needed more practice and I actually called them back and I was like you know what I want to represent can I come down the following weekend and I went to Kansas City Fashion Week which was where it was and presented my thing and like spent that whole week just trying to make it that much better and you know redesigning making everything great and then I got to end up being an adult like showcaser at the showcase which was really really cool um so that was a great experience when I was younger but I would say even most recently I've been doing a lot of styling and a lot of times something when you face styling clients is you show them stuff and they're like no I don't like that even though it's kind of the inspiration and image that they sent you and I think sometimes you really have to be confident as a stylist like no trust me this look is going to look good and you kind of have to be confident enough in yourself that they realize like okay yeah I'm putting my full trust in you and you know I've had a lot of times where they hate a look and then I put it on them I style them they get in the set and they're like wow this is like the perfect look so I think a lot of times you just have to be adamant and confident and that will get you you know farther and help get you know your image across but also get your best work out there for sure wow that is so true just being persistent and just having mm -hmm. confidence in yourself because yeah. it shows and sometimes people can tell when you're not confident in what exactly and then them. they get nervous too right. they're like oh is this good right and a lot of times people will present me a really like out there fashion look they want to do but then when I actually bring it to set they're like oh I don't know and you kind of, you know, they're not used to wearing that on a daily basis. So you kind of have to make them feel confident and, you know, show them that this actually is cool. And it will actually, you know, get the image across that they're trying to portray in the video or whatever project they're working on. Mm -hmm. That is so, so true. Um, I always say this, I'm a plain Jane. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to um, my clothes and my attire, 
what closet staple would you recommend that I should have in my closet this season for spring? Yes. Okay. Even this is honestly kind of a year round staple, but I would find a lightweight pair of black trousers, even with those thin white pinstripes. Like if you can get a light wear or a light crepe pair of those, because I feel like you can wear them with a t-shirt. You can wear them with a bodysuit. You can wear them with a blouse. And they're just like, if you can find a comfy lightweight pair, even with like the center crease down the front, I think it's just a great staple to have in your closet, especially if you're like an entrepreneur, you need something that's classy, but comfy. And it's really a year round staple for me, for sure. I'll take that into consideration because I I really do enjoy black Mm -hmm. because it's always easy. (laughs) Exactly. Most of what I wear, I feel like it's black and white nowadays. I feel like it goes with everything and you know it's they're good closet staples to have that's true that's true um immersive is a platform as you know that helps entrepreneurs find the best software for their business whether it be yes scheduling appointments or finding the best um software for your uh, upcoming class that you might have Mm -hmm. with clients or memberships What systems or platforms do you use in your business to keep up with clients, schedules, and so on? So pretty much all the platforms and systems I like to use are, I use Google Drive for everything to keep organized and Google Calendar. And then from my website, I run everything off Squarespace. So I'm kind of like making sure to put events and everything in my calendar, like if I need to add new things on my website. Because when you are a stylist, you need to constantly be updating your web page as, you know, new jobs go through and the stuff releases, you really need to be updating that. Um, and then also, I think where we met on Girlboss is a great platform to get to network with people. And I've gotten so many freelance jobs off that and so many great opportunities and have networked with so many cool people. Um, I just actually met with a lady from a company called Berlinger Jewelry, and I got to design a custom piece of jewelry with her um, for styling. So that was really cool how I got to build that connection from, you know, someplace online. And not necessarily that this is like a software, but I think even Instagram and making sure you utilize that and network with people, you know, whether you're a model or, stylist or fashion designer just reaching out to people that you can collaborate with on Instagram has built so many relationships for me and has helped me you know stay organized with you know networking meeting people and you know just putting myself out there for sure mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly girl boss has been a change game changer for me as well even the opportunity I got to um, be a founder of the Emergent Entrepreneurs Collective on there, but outside of that, just the just scrolling through girlboss.com. Oh my gosh, so I learned so much. Yes, yes. So, I make so sure true. I have on my Google Calendar every morning at like 8 a.m. I go through it and I update every day. It's like a mm-hmm. habit I've made because every day you see something, and if I don't miss it for if I miss going on there for a day, I'm like thinking about all day what did I miss what did I miss because it I've really gotten so many great opportunities through there mm-hmm. like 10 plus and I've only been on it for about two months now so mm-hmm. I agree um, I agree I also have my business all women rock I got two of my managed directors in DC as well as Charleston oh. South Carolina from girl from boss so wow I do need to take your recommendation and set a particular time so that I can be more consistent on there 
Yeah, I think like, you know, in the mornings before you get up, when you like, whether you check your emails or not, but I think going on every morning, it's, you know, makes it part of your routine and it's really great. Like if anyone who's listening hasn't been on Girl Boss, check it out, check it out for sure. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Outside of the Girl Boss platform, how do you go about promoting your business? Mainly on social media and Instagram. I would say what I do is connecting with a lot of different artists and a lot of times, you know, even though LA is somewhat of a tight knit community, it's so spread out and it's hard to meet people face to face. So I think social media is the best way and connecting with people that some of my networks that I already have may follow on social media. So they, they see when you get in touch with them that, you know, you already have some mutual connections. So I think that's a great way to show, you know, showcase what you've done because you literally have your portfolio right there when you reach out to people, you know, so it's honestly a great platform for business and not just personal life for sure. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, what's next for you? What's next for Molly? Totally. So what right now what I'm working on is kind of creating a branding and marketing agency. Um, I've really get in, gotten into not just styling, but creating like a whole branding image for companies, for fashion brands, running their social media, running their marketing helping style shoots they have in addition to working with artists doing music videos entire branding for them so really just focusing on you know spreading my talents over you know not just styling but creating a whole image and that's kind of why I call myself a creative director now because I've you know not only creative directed music videos but now I'm working with a lot of brands and helping them with their whole creative outlet and their whole creative image so that's kind of what I'm focusing on now but still continuing with my fashion brand and still continuing with styling and everything like that but that's kind of the next step I want to take for sure and continuing that that's really yeah. really great it's another stream of income <laughs> And exactly, I've been follow, exactly. following you on social media. You have a huge following. I also saw your YouTube channel. So yes, yes. Yeah, that's a great definitely, asset. Yeah, it's a great asset. And for me, you know, I always put um, my client work above my personal, like, you know, influencer work. But when I do have extra time, I love posting YouTube videos. And I love, you know, doing my own personal photo shoots and working with brands myself, too. So I think it's a fun kind of extra outlet that when I do have free time, and I don't have a job coming up, I'll be like, hmm, let's, you know, put some energy and effort into that and promote my personal brand, too, which is always really fun. So yeah. Okay. Speaking of that, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and your website? Of course. So my website is styledbymollyelizabeth.com. And you can also find that by clicking the link in my bio. I have all my links on there. So you can find my styling website, YouTube channel, pretty much any platform I have is on there because sadly all my usernames were taken to be the same. So they're all very different. So head to my Instagram at Molly Elizabeth Designs. Um, M-O-L-L-Y is how I spell Molly, by the way. Sometimes people are like, is it I-E? <laughs> um, so yeah, at Molly Elizabeth Designs, click the link in my bio. You can find anything and everything that I put out is on there. And I make sure to update it a lot. So yeah. Of course, we'll be sure to link those in the show notes as well. Perfect. Molly, thank you so much for joining us today on Emergent Podcast. I've learned a lot about fashion in your career. So thank you. We greatly appreciate you. 
thank you so much for having me and it was so great talking and I can't wait to hopefully stay in touch. Yes, most definitely we have to stay in touch. There you have it. Did you enjoy this episode? I surely, surely did. I learned a lot about fashion from Molly. To learn more about Molly, links have been listed in the show notes. Are you currently looking for how you can offer your services digitally? Digital Learners Lab is currently open. Head over to EmergeShift.com to learn how you can sign up to learn how to monetize your talents today for only, listen you guys, only $30. You heard it right. This offer is only valid for a limited time, so stop what you are doing right now and head over to EmergeShift.com to sign up for Digital Learners Lab. If you did enjoy this episode and looking forward to hearing and experiencing more with the Emergeship Podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a review. Until next time.